I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. So this might be rivaling for one of the worst films we've watched for this podcast. Yeah, it's up there for me, too. It's up there for me, too. When you start off with a subtitle that says you're in an opium fields and you see Alec Baldwin running around over there, you know you're in for, for something special. I forgot about the opium. What? Yeah, it starts in an Was opium Was that relevant? Den. I don't know. Well, yeah, because he, like, takes over there. I don't... The, it, it, I, okay, I don't even know where to start with this movie. So let's just let's lay out Let's talk about our is. viewing well, experience. Well, yeah, first of all... <laughs> We attempted to watch this movie at a poor time. I don't know why we tried. It was late. It was like 11 o'clock, and we were like, this is a good time to watch a movie it was that we have to pay attention to. It was 10 p.m., and I said, I can do it. I fell asleep. I won't fall asleep. I fell asleep 15 minutes in. Yes. And during those 15 minutes, I was blinking heavily. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't hold on for too long. But in my defense... We watched it again at another time, and I was like, I could fall asleep, and then I did, and it was horrible. This movie is just flabbergasting to me. Like, this was pitched to us by us to be in the same vein as The Racketeer and Billy Zane. The Phantom. The Phantom. <laughs> Billy, Billy Zane, Zane's, the movie. Billy Zane's The Phantom. And now we have Alec Baldwin's The Shadow, and... Yeah, well, this is rounding out what I have kind of seen as, like, the 90s trilogy of... There's a, a mini trend of doing, like, these pulp characters from, like, the 30s and 40s. The Shadow is very much a part of that. It originated from a radio show back in the 30s, and something got into some Hollywood producers in the early 90s, and everyone wanted to do these adaptations. For this one especially... I, one, read about and also saw visually and otherwise a lot of comparisons to Tim Burton's Batman. It was certainly, like, a lot I could see darker, that. or at least attempting to be darker in tone than I The Rocketeer like... or The Phantom. Yeah. Um, and I, honestly, looking at people's reviews on this movie, I think for a lot of people that plays in its favor. When I went on Letterboxd to log this, the ratings all are... All over the place. It has 2.7 stars. And there are a lot of people that adore this movie. I don't know. Like, we are not two of those people. But I think this movie does have an audience. But, like, after... Especially after having seen those other two movies, The Rocketeer and The Phantom, this one just, like, didn't do it for me um, in in a lot of ways. Um. Yeah, I mean, let's just start with... And this was something that I brought up, though, in um, Billy Zane's The Phantom. Another white guy being, like, the head of this, like, historically Asian or Chinese, uh, like, group. Like, that's nothing new to the superhero world, but... It is. But that's... We're just once again starting with that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, he's this like actually, the Mandarin. <laughs> it, yeah, this actually makes me want to look up like what his 
original origin is because part of the beginning of the movie, it really made it feel like I need to know who the shadow is because it really like jumps into it. Yeah. And like, I thought it was maybe just cause I had fallen asleep, but like they don't ever explain it. There's no like explanation of how Alec Baldwin became the shadow. Has he been it all along? Is it possessing him? Well, he, uh, why does his nose change? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. The, yeah, well, I mean, the guy, the whole thing with, like, the flying dagger and the guy who, like, confronts him at the beginning of the movie, like, he, like, becomes that guy's student and learns all of this stuff. Do you remember any of that from the first 15 minutes? Because it happens really fast. Well, I thought he was, like, already there, like, queen so of the castle. He's, like, a kingpin, like a drug kingpin. And then this dude referred to on the Wikipedia as the Tulku, um, abducts him and is like, I'm going to give you a chance to be like a good person. And then he's like, fine, because he overpowers him basically. So he's like, all right, I want to learn these powers. And that's basically it. And then he ends up in New York seven years later. And that's when we get the rest of the movie. Okay. Yeah. I thought he was already like the shadow then. Yeah, no, he wasn't, he wasn't the shadow before he just like got into a position of power it's like following World War One. He just like saw an opportunity yeah, to become how did a kingpin. He, yeah, how did he become a drug lord? Yeah, you know he he knew how to run the the know how to run the poppy fields. I guess I, that, as as one does. It just like didn't make like I don't think that was set up well enough that this was like a bad person and this is like what they're up to. Well, ha- yeah, no, it happens so fast. I was like not. I was too distracted by Alec Baldwin in the silk pants to pay any attention to what was actually happening in this movie. I was more just like, what is this character design? One Alec Baldwin, I don't think has aged. Mm-mm. He mostly actually just looks like his brother, Steve Baldwin. Yeah, he this, does. But yeah, so that, that all happens very quickly. Um, some, some wild action in an opium den. This dude is like teleporting all over the place with exactly the kind of visuals that you would expect from this time period. What was Alec Baldwin's career right now? Because this seems like an odd choice for him. Well, honestly, at the time, I bet it seemed like a promising choice. They were pitching like all these movies that like Batman had done well. And they were probably like, okay, like we know we got competition. I mean, I don't think any of these movies ended up doing particularly well, at least not financially. But I bet there were a lot of actors that were vying for the next like dark comic or like superhero-esque adaptation. Which of these came out first of the oh Rocketeer, the um, Shadow? I don't know. I'm going to have to just keep it rolling while I look this up real quick. Okay. Um, Lamont? Is that a real name? Lamont Cranston. Um, and then, like, what's with the finger howls? Do you know what that means? The finger howls? I mean, the knife was screaming. Maybe the knife. <laughs> this was when I. This was right before I fell asleep. Maybe you were hallucinating. No, there there might have been something What's like that. With the finger howls. The Rocketeer. To answer your earlier question, <laughs> the Rocketeer was the first. That was 1991. This was second in 94, and the Phantom was last in 96. So, do uh, with that what you will. 
Well, okay. So back to what you were saying, though, about the plot. I said, why is Alec worthy of being redeemed? So I guess I did understand that's what was happening. I don't know. The guy just picked him, I guess. Like, he's not worthy of being redeemed, in my opinion. I mean, no one, I don't know if anyone said anything about being worthy. I feel like the guy was just kind of like, I'm going to bully you into being. Yeah, I'm going to redeem you. Like, why does he get to have this superhero power? He doesn't deserve it. He probably wanted him out of the fucking opium business. Is it just because he's like a billionaire back at home? Probably. He's got connections. And then we're just. um, You're asking some questions that I don't think we're going to have answers to. And then we just, like, jumped over, I guess, the presumed good stuff of him, like, training. We get a text scroll, like, 15 minutes into the movie, yeah, saying, Lamont Cranston trains under, like, the tutelage of this guy to become, like, to to do all these things. He can be invisible and bend people's perceptions. And then, yeah, like, the latest text scroll in the movie I've ever seen. And then, bada bing, we are deep into his uh, shadow career. I think my last note before I fell asleep was bridge scene, voiceover, in parentheses. Oh, God, this is so bad. That was just a reference to the whole movie. And then I think I fell asleep. All right. So I'm going to say this. Like, there wasn't a lot that I liked about this movie. And to be quite honest with you, a lot of the details of this have already exited my brain. So I'm not going to have a lot to offer in this episode. But what I did like was how much the set design leaned into this kind of aesthetic. Like we're on this bridge in the middle of New York and these guys are like threatening to throw someone in with concrete around his ankles and it's completely deserted. You can't see past the ends of the bridge cause it's like totally foggy. And I'm like, I can tell that they were just like, they're not, they weren't, uh, you know, trying to create an illusion that they are actually in 1930s New York having a real, it's like, this is just, it's like so classic. It's the feeling. universe of yeah. the shadow. It feels like a, a semi-fantasy New York, which of course it is, but like has that kind of weirdness that you get like in Tim Burton's Gotham. It's like something's something's bizarre about it. Yeah, I mean the, the whole movie's fucking weird. The so best part of this movie was the taxi cab assistant, who is just a regular taxi driver and also picks up Alec Baldwin whenever. Yeah. And the secret layer. Kind of a twofold. The hotel deal? No. Oh wait. I mean that was that was fine. No, his, like his secret, secret layer? layer. Okay, yeah, that was pretty good. The cool sanctum. Too. Yes. Obviously. Uh I I also am gonna say like I the shadow is I before this I had no exposure to who this character was or is. Um but I like the character design. I like that it's just a guy in a black trench coat and a hat and a scarf. And? And? A fake nose. Oh, yeah. Graph. I don't... I have I have nothing for that. I couldn't that. get past it. I'm still not past it. Let me see if I can find some, some talk about this. But yeah, I just... I thought it was cool. And, like, we... So we kind of get this, like, introduction to his, like, family. His uncle's, like, a police chief it's very batman vibes like um this like billionaire is like just sussing out the whole shadow situation yeah but then it changes when he mind controls whomever he wants yeah what's that all about i don't 
I don't, I don't know. Also, like, his uncle's like, I think we need to do a task force. And that, <laughs> and I was, and they were like freaking out. Alec Baldwin was like panicking. He's like, not a task force. That, what know. is he worried about? Just let them do their task force. They're not going to find you if you're actually good at your job. Well, who said he's actually good at his job? I mean, I guess the movie's trying to tell us that he's actually good at his job. Yeah, I didn't know. That was just like, he's got Jedi mind powers. <laughs> like, I didn't know what to expect. I knew he was like kind of superhero-ish, but to what extent, I had no idea. Well, yeah, so he has mind control. And then the woman in this... um. What was her name? Margot? Margot Lane? Yes. Also a made-up name. Um, Margot can read minds. Margot is basically the same character as Queenie from the Fantastic Beasts movies. Yes, very much so. I guess Queenie is based off of her, I should say. More accurately. Um, I liked her. She was fun. She was a she was a great character. She was probably like the best part of the main cast of this movie, which also included Tim Curry and Ian McKellen, which was insane. Under use of Ian McKellen. Under use of both. I mean, I know Tim Curry had more to do in it, but like yeah, still. he got to be like evil. And apparently, he like did this movie so he could act alongside Ian McKellen, and I'm like, we could have that's sad. We could have done him. some more, right? Ian McKellen was like Hawkeye in Avengers. Yes. Or absolutely. no, worse. He was like um, Eric. Oh, what? Eric Selvig? Yes. Yeah, yeah he was. Um, let me just share something with you that I found real quick, which I find very entertaining. And one, I looked up the nose thing, and apparently that's like a bit when he goes into shadow mode, he's kind of like doing an illusion, so he looks slightly different. So if people see him, they think he has a different face. I get that it's a disguise, but like... It's weird looking. Yeah, for sure. But there's a reason for it, I guess. Um, I found this website that someone had linked to on Reddit, uh, kind of bouncing off what we were talking about, this movie being similar to Tim Burton's Batman. There is a website that I don't know when this was made. Like, this is this screams to... Okay, made in 2007. Uh, at least probably earlier comparing this and Batman begins. And Batman it's, begins. Just, it's a long, like, this is so funny. They're like, Not it like starts off Tim Burton's Batman. No, the first Christian Bale. Um, they were like, this all began when I first saw the teaser trailer for Batman begins. Is this just because of the flowers, the poppies? Okay. No, I'm going to, I'm going to go through some of these, some of these details. Um, so they said that like, it, it starts with <laughs> the shadow starts in Tibet in some opium fields and Batman begins, begins in China. They said somewhere near the Tibetan border. Um, they, they talk about how the, the toku appears and it's a sign of what Lamont will become. And then you see a flash or like Bruce Wayne has like a vision of his bat trauma. Yes. Kind of as a foreshadowing of what happens. And then they both make journeys to this temple. I mean, the circumstances are slightly different. They go to this temple, like it, like. What temple does Alec Baldwin go to? The one where he gets the training from that guy. I thought he was already like there. No, because remember, like that was that's how they introduced the things being like invisible to certain people. That temple is like hidden from plain view in Tibet, and then he's like shown it, and they're like, 
Uh, I think my eyes were closed for that part. And then he's like, there's temples in the mountains. They go into it, and they're, like, introduced to this, like, ancient society, which will train them to go back to their home city, resume a life as a Playboy billionaire, and also fight crime on the side. Even having their first appearance on the bridge, the guy wilding out and shooting his machine gun everywhere is like when he's in the shipping yard when he first appears in Batman Begins as Batman. I see it. And someone on Reddit implied that the shadow, like, so these parts of his character actually influenced Bruce Wayne, the character. But wasn't Batman around long before this? I mean, the shadow debuted on radio shows in the 30s. So, I mean, I think it could be... This is honestly horrifying and disappointing to hear. How is it horrifying or disappointing? I think that Batman was based off this and they did this no, shit production of it. I don't think it's it. based off of, oh, oh, that's, yeah, okay, I agree with that. I agree with that. No. I thought you were implying something about Bat, you're disappointed that Batman was, like, based off of this inherently. But yes. I get what you're saying. <laughs> I am saying but It's not that. inherently bad. It's bad that they had a good character like this and did a bad job with the movie because I feel like it deserves more respect. That's not what I said. Oh. All right, well, that's what I'm saying. Anyway. Um, an interesting thought. Uh, I highly recommend. I just feel like it takes away something from Batman that it's just like basically based off of this. Well, we should do some fact checks on that because I'm basing this off of a Reddit comment that I have none, no sourcing on. So, uh, anyway, check out shadowsanctum.net if you want to see that for yourself. It's, it's worth it. I'm not even talking about the movies. I mean, the character. Is that what you're saying? Is that like the Batman character is based off of the shadow character from the 30s? Well, this is what I need to confirm. Because it, some of it kind of makes sense, but I don't, I don't know. I've never... It just feels like he's built on a lie. I've never heard about this being like... Well, one, I think it's based on like what I kind of know about comics and serials and stuff back in the thirties and forties, it's a little disingenuous to say that it was probably just the shadow that they were basing it off of. I think that was kind of in vogue to do characters like this at the time. Um, but I don't know. Let me see. Cause there are certainly a lot of similarities, like even down to his uncle being like commissioner Gordon, like it's concerning. Um, I mean, I guess it's, people do kind of acknowledge that the shadow is a pretty big inspiration, but some people also say that shadow laid the general groundwork for a lot of like vigilantes. Um, it seems like some more people argue that Zorro was a really big inspiration, arguably for a lot of people more so than the shadow is. Does that mean we can watch Zorro for the podcast? I feel like we could get away with it. Love Quite that. frankly, I don't know how many people are going to come at us if we watch something that's a little out of our, uh, if we color outside the lines I mean, with our movies. You know it's what I mean? got Catherine Zeta-Jones, y'all. It does. I Yeah, I think we could put it on our, on our schedule. Let us know what you think. All right. Well, let's get back to the movie. Yes, please. We have Genghis Khan's great-grandson or something. Yeah, I don't... The, the last descendant. Okay. Um, we both thought he was played by a white guy at first. He is not, which was a relief to find out when I checked IMDb for the actor. Because uh, I, I, don't, I don't know who this actor is. He hasn't... I actually liked him. 
for like this bit. Um, yeah. He hasn't been in a movie since 2007, but he's still he was alive. Funny. I don't know what's happening about that? Yeah. I think his character he definitely was funny. Was funny. Um, I was kind of annoyed generally throughout this movie by the cinematography. Like this, there's a scene where they're at dinner, and this is when Lamont sees Margot Lane for the first time. And I'm like, this looks like a TV show. Like, I don't know, something about, like, the way that they were shooting a lot of these scenes. I was like, this doesn't feel like a movie. Like, are you saying it was multi-cam? It, mm, not quite multi-cam. I don't know what it was. It was just, like, a lot of the shots were, like, very, like, closed in. And I knew that they, like, had these sets because you could see it in the background. But, like, you're not making use of any. It was kind of, like, boring. I don't know. I was I was not impressed with how they shot a lot of it. They had some fun with, like, the invisibility and shadow stuff. But... I don't know. Also, this line, an atomic bomb. That's, that's catchy. catchy. I have this face in my notes. If you can describe that, it's a uh, it's a straight line. The mouth is a straight line. Of a face, a smiley face, but it's not a smile. No, it's just as neutral as it gets. Yeah, I also noted that line. I don't have a smiley face next to it, but I mean, come on. It's also like. There's this gif of the um, Adam West Batman show where someone like has a bomb that looks exactly like the Adam bomb of this, just a metal ball, basically. And he's like running around trying to get rid of it. And he's like trying to throw it every which way. But there's always like a baby in a stroller or he's like tries to throw it into the water and there's like people swimming. And it's like some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. And like that, there's a scene in this where it like they're trying to defuse it. And it's, like, rolling around everywhere. And I yeah. was like, this is just, like, this is some slapstick, like, 50s shit. <laughs> I mean, on brand then. Good job. Definitely on brand. Also on brand was, I is it, I should remember more about this movie, but like I said, I forgot a lot. Someone drops, like, a message into the most ridiculous pneumatic tube I've ever seen in my life. Does that go to the Shadow Sanctum? Yes. Yes, okay. Yeah, you just, like, follow... I think it I think it is cuz you follow this tube and it like goes in and out of like eight buildings throughout New York and I just I enjoy that greatly. Yeah. The most convoluted message delivery system. But then later it's invisible ink going to everybody. Oh, can you explain the rings? Like why were the rings important? We also saw all these guys get the message with the rings to come to the place. Nowhere to be found. Never saw them. Did we, did we both miss something with that? I don't know. They went, but they just weren't needed? I don't, I don't know. know. The rings, I think it was like every time the shadow like saved somebody and he basically does like a you owe me. Yeah, I feel like and it's he, really shitty. And he gives them their rings. It's, it's really shitty. Yeah. I think this only works if it's like, there's, that's like a comic trope. You save somebody and then you have like a loyal like friend. But yeah. he's like forcing people to right. do it. No, it's it's like they don't even know what they're doing. Yeah. It's like you're a you're a sleeper agent for me now. It's like you better hope he's the good guy. Right. Otherwise you're a criminal accomplice now. It's very naughty. It's very naughty. Exactly what I was going to say. Also, when he's like being like the shadow, his eyes turn black sometimes. Mm-hmm. He looks like um, he's being possessed by the Nexus and Charmed. Another deep cut reference for everyone. The the Charmed references, actually, the Fantastic Four references are rivaled only by the Charmed references. I think it checks out. 
I think so too. I mean, it's supernatural. I think the shadow character would fit into the charmed world quite well, actually. I if think you, they kind of if call he just it popped that, up yeah. into it, yeah. Um, so we find out that Margot is a telepath, right? So how many how many telepaths do you think? What what do you think the rules of of powers are in the in the world of the shadow? You know? Oh well, she's considered crazy. They're like, oh, she hears voices. Yeah, that's what someone says about her earlier. So I don't think it's like common. Hmm, it's interesting though. How I just love her confidence. Into? Oh yeah. No, she was great. I, I thought it was a fun twist on the character, too, because I wasn't really expecting her to... I was kind of, like, worried that she was just going to be, like, the damsel. She was never a damsel. Nah. So, really... Okay, that really good job in this movie. She has to save him. Yeah. Yeah. They flipped that on its head. They they really could have gone, like, the other way with it. Yeah, and I every, will say, Billy Zane's The Phantom was very damsel-y. Definitely. And, I mean, yeah, despite everything else in this movie, they didn't they didn't do that trope. So that was good. Um, yeah, you know, so sh- shortly after that, I know we already talked about um, the Shiwan Khan, the last descendant of Genghis Khan, um, who was also trained by the same Tolku who trained the Shadow, or Lamont, as they call him. Um, the, the movie kind of went off the rails, I mean, if are it you was, saying it just if it went was off ever the if it was ever on the rails, I think you know as soon as this this guy shows up and I'm like okay, so what? And then they start talking about nuclear weapons. <laughs> like what the fuck is going on? Yeah, so he's one like acclimated really well to the. Oh world. yeah, he's fine. Also, like they have this whole plot with the hotel, which I do think that was like kind of interesting in that they can't all see it. But, like, how long has he been planning this? I thought he was, like, in a sarcophagus or something. Or was that just how he got to America? I th- I think so. He, like, smuggled himself So he's been, like, planning in. this. Yeah, I guess so. From afar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Doing his thing from a distance. He probably, he has, like, his sleeper agents, too, presumably, so. But, yeah, I, I didn't really understand. Because <laughs> it also kind of felt like he just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. And Again, I was like, like there's a lot in place right now. There was no buildup for this guy. We don't know who he is. And I, I kind of thought he was just going to... Yeah, I thought it was more like, oh, there's a new guy in town who's going to start wrecking shit. But it's more like, oh, he is a new guy in town, but he's also executing the master circuit of a plan that he's been building for presumably At least years. six years or something. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was really cool with the whole hotel thing. The hotel thing was super fun. I liked that a lot. And I, it was a good set piece yeah. for the... For instance, the bowling ball yes. that is the bomb. Uh, I don't and like the trick floor and stuff. Yes. Like I liked all that. They, they stuff. had like some fun with that, which just makes me wish like the the rest of the movie around it had been more enjoyable. Because if they had like, I don't know what would have what I would have changed in particular. I mean, that's that's a whole laundry list. But I'm not going to go as far to say that there wasn't a good skeleton of a movie in here somewhere. Can we really quick recap what are all of the shadow's powers? Um, okay. <laughs> so he can influence people's minds and right. kind of like hypnotize them. Um, he I guess can the, turn the, invisible. He can turn invisible except for his shadow. His shadow never goes away. Ah. Uh, um, including on water. Yeah, no, just period. It just. Well, I was just thing. making it like. 
there was just like his shadow on water. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, I think your shadow would not be there <laughs> in a completely yeah, yeah. like round building with no windows. Uh yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then I guess he can kind of um change his appearance ever so slightly to throw people off the scent. Um, there was something else. That's why I think I wrote that note because like something else popped up randomly. I was like, okay, new power alert. <laughs> let me see. Let me see. Because I think I saw something on Wikipedia that was implying that the powers that he has between the original radio drama and um, the movie is a little different. So his abilities are in print, radio, and film are listed as just being an expert detective, a skilled marksman, and hand-to-hand combatant. We don't see the marksman. He does shoot a guy's bullet with a bullet. Oh, right. Oh, is that supposed to show that he's, like, a good marksman? I think so. He does, he does carry around the guns. Which, that, shooting the bolt with a bullet moment, really, they did the same thing in the finale of the second season of Iron Fist, so that's all I could think about, um, if anyone remembers Iron Fist. He kind of had, like, a blade look. Because yeah. he's, like, wearing the all black Definitely. with the guns. And a bit of a red... Does Blade have any red tinge? I might just be thinking of the logo for the new movie. Okay, and then it says in radio and film only, he has the various psychic abilities, including reading someone's thoughts, controlling their mind, and altering perceptions, and enabling himself to turn invisible, except for his shadow, which cannot be hidden for unknown reasons. Also has low-level telekinesis and low-level superhuman strength. Maybe it was the telekinesis. Something happened where I was like, that's a new one. Yeah, it must have been that. I think he uses it to, like, pull a knife near him, I think. Like, when he's fighting Khan. Yeah. The knife that bites. <laughs> right. That, I think, also howls. Yes. I think the, the knife definitely howled. <laughs> Classic. Um, Tim Curry is acting insane, and I love it. He's wonderful. As, and as sweating should, you know? profusely. <laughs> I mean, I would also be, you know, nothing, I would be pretty stressed out if I was in this movie. Um, it, very, it very quickly gets on to the plot of uh, Khan trying to build a nuke um, for world domination reasons, I guess. Because, sure, But only, like, to take out part of New York City. <laughs> it's not a very good nuke. <laughs> take out part of Manhattan. Well, because he still needs a place, like, people to, like, sure. take over. Yeah, you can't, you can't kill everybody. What but you he's completing the world domination that his ancestor laid out. Of course. Um, we get this scene where... Very the League of Shadows. Extremely League of Shadows. Like, yeah, we all like, see it. Like the guy said. Um, we There's, like, this part where Margot gets hypnotized and is like, you have to go kill the shadow. And I don't have a lot of notes on any of that exchange, except for when it's, like, the the day after that, because Margo, like, stays the night there or whatever, and they're talking about the dreams that they had, and Margo goes on, like, this whole tangent about, like, being on the beach, and she's, like, very sensually, like, describing, like, this whole dream, and then she's like, what did you dream about? And he's like... I dreamed that I took my face off and there was somebody else underneath it. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> was that important? I dreamed I tore off all the skin off my face and was somebody else underneath. And she's just like, you have problems. 
And he says, I'm aware of that, which was probably, to me, the best dialogue exchange in this movie. After she had just described this, like, very sexual dream. Oh, yeah. I just thought it was very funny. Um, that's probably one of... That's probably the quote that we'll use. I mean, honestly, I feel like I... I wish I had caught more of these quotes. There's one where Shiwan Khan is like, your mind is like an open book to me, and the shadow's like, then learn how to read. Which, it's pretty funny, but I don't remember it in the movie. I feel like uh, I did a bad job watching this, or at least taking notes, which I definitely did. Oh, I've said all my notes. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Um, I'm just trying to see. I think I might have a couple more. Um, We have, oh, yeah. I definitely thought there was some Kilgrave slash Purple Man shit going on because we have this scene where this guy, Wakan's up on the top of the Empire State Building and makes this guy jump off the roof, if you remember that, which is like... Oh, yeah. Horrifying. Horrifying. But then, like, I couldn't believe this happened. He jumps off, and then we pull back to Margot in the shadow, like, walking down the street, and you just see the guy. You hear him. He he hits a roof and then falls off again. And it's like, I was like, was this played off as a joke? Or did I just think it was funny because of the transition? Either way. I was like, that's some dark shit. I mean, I guess if you're going to do it, it was the best way to do it, but... There was no need, was, I guess, just to show this is a bad dude. Yeah, I think we already got it. Um, I guess there was another flashback. I didn't take any notes on it besides being like, that was really short, though, which is not helpful past Griffin. Why do we even bother? But do you remember that? I think we must have just got a bit more time with his training or something. I don't think so. It might have been like a dream sequence, like very briefly. I don't know. Um... Yeah, I, the the whole, like, we already talked about it, but with the hotel, I was saying that I really liked the idea that he had the power to, like, hypnotize basically all of New York. Right. I just thought, like, yeah, I mean, the, the potential, I, in that same note, I was like, I think it suffers from a lot of things, but some of the ideas here were really cool, and the last descendant of Genghis Khan is a pretty cool idea for a villain, even if the way he gets here and his plan is a little convoluted. Um... And then the last note that I had is there's like a, a a very early movie, I feel like, set up about Ian McKellen's character being red, green, colorblind. Oh, yeah, that was funny. And then they pay it off when they're trying to um, snip the wires on the bomb at the end because I think she's like, you need to go for the green wire. And then he almost cuts the red one and she stops him. And I, was like, I thought I, he did just end up cutting it. Oh, I don't know. And it was, like, fine. She was like, Dad, Ian. Classic. Classic Magneto. Look, I don't know. I don't know how much more there is to say about this. Um, Obviously, like, we have the hotel. They go into the hotel, and they they finally fight Khan himself. And that's when the bomb is being disarmed while the Shadow is having a, a showdown with Khan there. Um... And he defeats him by throwing a bunch of glass at his head and it hits him in the brain. Oh, Pretty yeah. Rough. I forgot about the ending there that he... It was very uh, Moon Knight. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Obviously, this guy's a bad dude, but that's a, that's a fucking dark yeah, end for this guy. Yeah, they take out his 
prefrontal cortex yeah. or something. And that was also funny. The doctor's like, oh, we just took out this part of the brain that like no one uses because it's like allegedly for mind control. <laughs> <laughs> like incredible. As, as one does. Yeah, and I did like that, like, one of the last things you see is, or hear, at least, is him being like, I'm the last descendant of Genghis Khan. Like, you can't keep me here. And then, like, the doctor's walking down the hallway, and you hear all these other patients there being like, I don't remember what they said, but basically claiming to be... Very Arkham Asylum, you know what I mean? Super Arkham Asylum. Um, so, you know, good good ending for that, because I kind of just assumed he would be dead. Um, but, nah, that was some... Some wild come Not up on is. the radio. You can't Maybe kill people on the radio. On the radio. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Um, yeah, so despite us starting out by saying it was horrible, we said a lot of things that we liked. Yeah, I mean, I guess I... there. But it was still really bad, y'all. There were There are things that I liked, and I feel like it's it's easier to talk about them, but like there were very few parts of the movie that I was like genuinely enjoying. A lot of it I was if not outright bored, just, like, kind of blasé. Like, I, I didn't really feel that invested in it. Yeah, like, there was no uh, building of the character. Yeah. Um, this could have been a fun little, like, m- like mini-series. Like, I think now... Or, someone... You know, I don't know, even, like, as a comic. Oh, my God. What an idea. <laughs> I don't know if they've done that before. I think if someone really, for some reason, wanted to dig back into the trove of these pulp characters, like someone, I forget who it was, but there was an attempt to do a, a reboot of The Rocketeer a couple of years ago that didn't come to fruition. We talked about it because it was a yeah. director of a movie that we watched. This would be a great pick. I think you could do a really good job with it. 30 it, years later. That's crazy. <laughs> and it... it you know, you could do it. It wouldn't even have to be that high budget. Like, keep it simple. I think it could be fun. Maybe, like, ease back on the mind control stuff and just have him be, like, a vigilante that uses some cool things. I think you could even do the mind control thing. Yeah. No, I guess you could. Maybe not the invisibility stuff. I'm thinking if if someone wanted to do it on a, on a, on a dime. Well. But, I mean, look. I, there are a lot of people out here. If if we have someone that's listening to this podcast and you're like punching the air right now because we're ragging on like your favorite movie of the '90s, um, let us know because I I want to see some different takes on this. I just know that coming off of watching like we already talked about the Phantom, which we both liked a lot, and then the Rocketeer, which I know I liked a bit more than you, um, this really just like it didn't it didn't come with the the level that I expected from this kind of movie. I think you could do this movie like how they did Shazam. Yeah, yeah. I think you absolutely Which is coming could. up for us. Also, like, have I ever seen a movie where Alec Baldwin is the lead? I don't know. I I could take it or leave it. Me too. I mean, he was fine. He wasn't he wasn't horrible. Still kind of getting over that that was like 30 years ago and he still looks roughly the same. Yeah, it's pretty impressive, actually. I just I, I find myself wondering if this is actually the first movie that I've seen with him as the main character. I saw him in like a rom-com with like Meryl Streep or something. Okay. I, it's called like It's Complicated or something. Sounds about right. It's not in the first paragraph of his uh, Wikipedia, but I've seen him like in The Departed and stuff like that, but 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he was really meant to be a action movie material. Like he's great as the uh, like government dude in Mission Impossible. I'm just saying it's complicated. It's the second thing on his IMDb. Okay, nice. He was in that episode of Friends where he and Phoebe get chicken pox. <laughs> Classic. Or maybe that's Charlie Sheen. I know oh, Alec Baldwin's he, in an episode, oh, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he popped up. I mean, he, he will always be Jack Donaghy to me, first and foremost, to be honest with you. And I did see a letterbox comment that stated, no matter how much, like, whatever they did with this movie, however, whatever approach they took to doing this kind of character, it was always going to come off as like one of the movies that would, they would be talking about in 30 rock. Oh yeah. Like this is definitely like, it's the world tour. They, they actually, I feel like they missed an opportunity, not like referencing this, doing a meta joke. Alec Baldwin probably wouldn't want to do it. Or we missed it. It's entirely possible. Um, okay. So who would win in a three way fight between the racketeer, the shadow and the phantom? Um, let me try to remember the powers here. Well, what? does the racketeer even have powers? He just has a jetpack. He has a jetpack, I think. And then what? The Phantom has his ring. Then that ring was strong as shit. And he can, like, ride a horse really well. All right. Well, you know, <laughs> is, a, is a horse involved in the fight? Does he does he come in on a well, horse? Well, yeah, or he, the horse catches him when he needs him. True. Um... And he's got, like, purple tights. I don't see the Rocketeer winning this fight. I feel like he's he's first out. He could definitely evade them for a little bit, but I think the, the real fight is going to come down to the Phantom and the Shadow, and I don't know, this Powers-wise, I think the Shadow yeah. can do it. I think it would be a, a pretty good fight, but, you know, that the, the ring only goes so far. He's definitely got a, an arsenal here. And I would be afraid of him with his guns and his expert marksmanship, you know? Well, I do think Billy Zane could take Alec Baldwin, though. I, do, I think so, too. I mean, all right, let's, let's just do a, a reboot that brings all three of them together. I it's think it would the, be cute. Yeah. Just, and just make it a sequel to all of these movies. And everyone's like, why? What? <laughs> it's been 30 plus years. Well, I mean, look, even though this movie is bad, pretty bad, I don't know what I would rate it myself, but this is a, uh, this is a fun break. You know, we've been doing a lot of, like, the big franchise movies recently, so it's, sometimes it's fun to go back and see, you know, get another glimpse into the, the world of, of comic book adaptations before, before cinematic universes were even a, a glimpse in Kevin Feige's eyes, you know what I mean? Sure. I mean... Wow, Christopher Nolan must have been watching this movie. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, the guy has a point. My website has a point. Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think. Um, there must be a couple other movies from this era that we'll get around to. I know we're going to do The Crow. There's this other one called Darkman with um, Liam Neeson in it. Again, I don't know if that's like a superhero or comic thing, but... Legend of Zorro. Yeah. Definitely. Have you it's, seen it? Um, yeah, I think I did see the original one. Or not... What's the one that I know? Because um, I feel like there is the original, original... 
I mean, the original is Antonio Banderas. Is there any other? I think there's a billion of them. Uh, but yes, like I the, said, is the there Antonio, any other? The Antonio Banderas one I have seen. Um. Well, I think that's about it. We'll add it to the long else? list. Yeah. And if there's anything else, if there's any other ones that you want us to, to watch, as always, make sure to send us a message because we're always open to suggestions. Until next time. We are Out, out of the, the Superverse. superverse.